0: Hope you guys are having a great day today. My name is Matthew Spazitti, and welcome back for another episode of the Matthew Spazitti program, where we talk about financial freedom and economics. Guys, so far, this week hasn't been the best week for me. Uh, you know, to be completely fair with you, first and foremost, my graphics card died on me last night, so I tried to fix it as best I could. Apparently, there's, a, I'm a bit of a tech nerd. I know a little bit. About tech and, and whatnot, how to troubleshoot problems and whatnot, how to work with computers. I'm not a coder, but I do know how to fix problems uh, via computers, or at least I, I know to some extent. I've done my own personal troubleshooting of problems that I've had, how to work out BSODs, which are you know blue screens of death and whatnot, how to work all that stuff out. So I have some experience in that in those areas. And to be completely honest with you. You know, uh, this whole issue was uh, about a driver. It's a it's a driver for my graphics card, which was, you know, a, a, an older driver and whatnot. And, you know, my, my computer just kept crashing with the blue screen of death and then rebooting and then doing it over and over and over and over again. I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck is happening? And it just randomly started to do this. I was actually going to record this episode yesterday and was unable to. So, you know, that there was that. Uh, you know, I'm still tr- kind of working through that right now. I'm thinking I'm probably going to have to, you know, just buy another graphics card and whatnot. I mean, the one I'm using is really, really, really old. All right. So it's it's a long since been a long needed uh, upgrade that I've been need, meaning to do. I just didn't really want to spend the money on it because well, the graphics card I had was working just fine you know don't don't go uh, replacing stuff that isn't broken is usually the philosophy that that I have now I mean unless you think it's going to break and then you know <laughs> go from there. but you know that said though, I just this week has just not been good not not just because of that, but also, you know, there's an upcoming event in my wife and I's life that's going to be um, coming up on Thursday, and I can't really tell you guys what it what it is, but it will kind of really heavily affect us and, and our family and whatnot. Again, I can't really go off and say exactly what that is, but you know, it, it you guys could probably figure it out, right? With all the stuff that's going on and everything. Um, you know, you guys can probably figure out, you know, economically and all that kind of stuff, what's going on. But that said though, you know, I, so there's that, you know, there's that upcoming event. I I hope it goes well, but you know, we, we won't know. So, you know, it hope, hopefully it goes well and everything, but it, it is very, very stressful to say the least. And then on top of all that, we also have, you know, the, the just, I was listening to, an episode from the, the Bob Murphy show. If you guys don't know who Bob Murphy is, absolutely amazing guy. He's an anarcho-capitalist, an Austrian economist, and he actually does have a PhD in economics, by the way. Um, he used to do the Contra Krugman show with Tom Woods. He's no longer doing that anymore, but he does still do the Lara Murphy show with Carl, Carlos Lara, and where they really talk about economics and the importance of the infinite banking concept, which is uh, a concept of using a whole life dividend paying health insurance pro uh, policy that has a savings account kind of mechanism to it. And you use this as, you can use it as investments. You can use it as a way of financing, you know certain purchases. You could also use it as a bit of a, you know, a retirement plan type of thing as an investment. So there's a, there's a whole host of things that you can use these things for yeah i have my I have my reservations about the strategy and, and whole life policies and stuff of that nature. I'm not trying to say I'm in favor of whole life as an opposed to term life or anything of the sort but the, the the infinite banking concept is 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 genuinely a fascinating concept. years and years and years ago, I did a massive amount of reading and researching on the topic, and I never decided to pull the trigger on it because I just had my reservations, and I'm not sure I was 100% sold on the topic all in all. But it is a pretty cool concept. But anyways, that said, though, you know, I was listening to a podcast, you know, this week from Bob Murphy. And he was, uh, I think it was titled Coming Dark Times. And, you know, he was talking about the Fabian Society and just how basically the Fabian Society is this really heavily, highly socialistic slash communistic society, that they they want to, in effect, take over the country. They're globalists, they're communists, and they're very, very, very um, bad news, right? And, you know, I stay away from, you know, the ideas of, of a secret society or something of that nature, which, you know, the Fabian Society is not a secret society, but I stay away from that, you know, the, the, this this notion that there are these societies that are out there that have a lot of power and are trying to consistently shift the narrative, but at the same time, there does appear to be quite a lot of evidence that suggests that this very well could be the case, that there very well is a society that's out there that is pushing socialism and communism. And I'm not trying to say that you can blame it all on, say, one singular society or, you know, organization, but probably there are multiples that are out there that are all gunning for the same thing, that all have very, who, whose self-interests are very much in line with each other. And, and But anyways, Bob Murphy was just talking about a bunch of stuff that just was really, really freaking me out. And uh, Jason Stapleton and Matthew Erickson on the Wealth, Power, and Influence show were also talking about this very same thing a little while ago called the color revolution. And and Bob Murphy was, in effect, kind of talking about a similar thing, although he wasn't calling it that. So what is the color revolution, for those of you guys who don't know? The color revolution, in effect, is a tactic that is used by big governments to topple certain regimes in other countries— or in their own country, for the purposes of setting up and restructuring the power structure in their favor, right? To put it simply, what they basically do is they want to spread democracy. Why? Because they can cheat the system, right? They can cheat democracy, and it's easier to cheat it than a monarchy or or a dictatorship or whatnot. But they effectively, what they want to do is they want to set up a democracy, and then they want to control the democracy, you see, they use democracy as a as a method, as a, as a tool to control the masses and to control the people. That's what democracy is used for, very much so. And so these organizations, I say they, you know, it's it's a series of char- charity organizations that funnel money, uh, rather secretively, and also, you know, government officials that work with other. Institutions, kind of as a proxy and whatnot, and some government officials that are, uh, you know, openly part of these types of, these types of policies and international policies and whatnot. And we saw this in the Ukraine. This was done in the Ukraine, and I think it was also done in in Belarus as well. So you know, and and when we're talking about the color revolution, it actually has nothing to do with a particular ethnic group or minorities or anything of the sort, but it has to do with they usually tie their revolutions their calling cry to a particular color. So I think in the Ukraine it was either in the Ukraine or Belarus it was it was orange or something like that. And now in America Black Lives Matter th- th- this is this is the theory. The theory is that Black Lives Matter and Antifa is America's color revolution. That there was this method for toppling regimes. And it was used for foreign countries for a long time, and now it's being used against America itself by the very people that created this type of strategy, this type of tactic. And it's really a tactic that delegitimizes the ruler of any nation. So, for example, you know, in the Ukraine, basically they had a, they had an election, and they elected a guy who was no f- fan and no friend to the European Union or America. He was a bit of a nationalist and whatnot. And I'm not trying to say the guy was a good was good news or bad news. I really don't know, but he was a nationalist, and the guy who was running against him was was more U.S. friendly, right? You could probably even say he was a U.S. puppet or something. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I I don't know if that for certain. But he was at least he was more friendly to democracy. He was more friendly to the idea of the European Union and globalism and the United States and all that kind of stuff. And in effect, he won the election. Well. So, you know, the US couldn't stand that. There were people in the State Department that couldn't stand that. So what they did was they set about delegitimizing him. You know, for years they had been working into the media. They'd been taking control of the media. And when all this happened, they started putting a lot of pressure on the media to start talking about this guy in a bad way. They started to, in effect, radicalize, you know, the young people, the young foolish population, and ultimately, they started to riot, and they caused a lot of damage in the cities and in the towns and whatnot, up until finally, the the leader pulled in the military, which was the whole purpose of this. The whole purpose is to bait them to pull the military in, and then to start accusing them of being an authoritarian, a dictator, you know, basically... To start delegitimizing his rule and continuing the, the protests, but all the while the protests are going on, they turn around and they say, well, these are mostly peaceful protests. These are mostly peaceful protests. These protests, they just want democracy. They just want good things. They're mostly peaceful. There's only a few that are rioting that are doing bad stuff, right? And that is the general idea. And they do this over and over and over again until they delegitimize. They even start accusing the the, the the winner of the election as cheating and all that kind of stuff. And they do this until the legitimacy of the ruler, whoever ends up winning, is totally destroyed. And then the people turn on him and they eventually leave. And now this is the way that they, and then they put somebody else in, in power that they actually prefer, who's more in favor of globalism, who's more in favor of things of that nature, right? You know, the European Union, the United States, and whatnot. Democracy. And this is, this is the strategy. Well, You know, on the Wealth, Power, and Influence show, they basically talk about how this is actually being done to us in America right now. And instead, the color isn't orange, it's black. So, uh, you know, the new orange is black instead of black is the new orange. And, you know, they're using Black Lives Matter. They've weaponized, you know, progressivism. They've weaponized certain, you know, minority groups. They've weaponized the black community and racism and all this kind of stuff. They weaponized it all so that they can push forward their agenda of globalism and communism. And in effect, this is the very nature. And there are, there are a lot of articles that, that actually are out there. I'll actually include three of the articles in the show notes page if you guys want to check it out. And I'll include the three that basically were given to me by the Wealth, Power, and Influence, or at least they, gave, they posted those and whatnot. And well, anyways, the whole point is that there is even Bob Murphy, even though he wasn't talking about the color revolution per se he was talking about the the he's concerned that there's going to be violence during, around the time of the election and that ultimately there's going to be a a lot of delegitimizing whoever ends up winning if and especially if there isn't a very 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 clear winner and it's very fascinating it it it's scary is it, it? It's horrifying to think that we could be going down this path if any of this is real. And, and I'll be honest with you guys: I don't know. I have no idea. Look, I'm of the impression that it, it, impression that every single time someone comes out and tells you that you know this is the most important election, this is the most important election, I'm I'm of the opinion that most of that's largely BS, and that the vast majority of the elections never really amount too much in the way of any material change in your your life and my life and everyone else's, right? And that that's, generally speaking, the mentality that I have about all of it. But in this case, I don't know how I feel. Granted, I'm still not going to vote. I, I, I'm i not voting. I, I no longer will vote. I, I just, I don't believe in democracy anymore. I don't believe, believe in republics anymore. I just don't believe in any of that. So I'm, I'm not... Voting, regardless of the circumstances, and I think I've even actually missed that that uh, deadline, anyways, to to register and whatnot. But that said, it doesn't really matter. The point is, is that it, it does make me a little concerned as to what's really going to happen. Is this just another time where everyone's just, you know? Everyone's freaking out because they they're constantly living in an echo chamber on the internet, constantly on, on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, searching for all these these things that are basically saying what they what, what in effect they want to hear. They're saying that the end of America is nigh, and you know it's all gonna come crashing down and whatnot. And basically, they just, they just keep reading that stuff, which is really. It's uh, what happens with social media. For those of you guys who don't know, is that if you go and you look up an article about EMP attacks, right? If if you're a bit of a prepper or a little bit a bit of a fearful of that, and you go look up EMP attacks or uh, I don't know, someone attacking the power grid and what that would look like and whatnot, then you're going to start seeing advertisements for gear you know, you're gonna see it start seeing advertisements for like prepper websites, prepper products, you know, you're uh, you know, fearful of, you know, an EMP strike, maybe you need a a power generator that's also has solar panels on it or whatever. Maybe you need this maybe you should read this article maybe you should watch this video and it's all has to do with whatever you looked at right this is and how they do this is they do this with cookies. basically they they track what your these cookies are they track the information and your data and what you're interested in and they use that for advertising purposes And what it creates is a perpetuating echo chamber. That you, that you really can't get out of as long as you're online. Now, there are ways to avoid this. You can just choose to not get online. Or you can operate via a VPN that doesn't allow them to track your cookies, that it's very difficult for them to track. Uh, there are different ways that you can, you can get around it. But the fact remains is that I, I don't know if that's what's going on with them. Right? You know, it's kind of interesting because if you think about it, one of the reasons that, that we all disagree so vehemently with each other, more so than I think people have ever disagreed, to the point where it's almost, we're willing to, to be become violent when we approach someone who, who is very much on the opposite spectrum of where we are, is that what we are seeing on social media, like on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, is not the same thing that they are seeing. Okay, when I'm saying we and they, I'm referring to people on the right, people on the left, people that are libertarians, I'm referring to, regardless of whatever political spectrum you are, maybe you're an environmentalist. I don't know, you know, uh, w- whatever. The fact remains is that whatever it is that they're seeing, whatever it is, not the same thing that you're seeing because they're searching up certain things, and they're being, and the minute they make that search, they are being thrown into an echo chamber, constantly believing this. Like, for, let, let's take Trump, for example. People out there, they hate Trump's guts. They think he's a dictator. They think he's a horrible racist, even though there isn't evidence to suggest that he is a racist or a dictator. But they think this of him. And But why do they think that? Well, they probably heard it that he was that way on the news, right? They probably heard it on the news, and then they went to go do research. And they become passionate about the subject matter and whatnot. And well, as they do the minute they did that one research, you know, that one, they searched Google that one time. They found that one article and they, they read that one article. They instantly were thrown into an echo chamber that further forced them down the rabbit hole. You know, if you want to use an Alice in Wonderland, uh, you know, reference. And it was almost like, uh, in the matrix, you know, you could take the blue pill. I I, I always get the colors confused, but one of the colors took you out of the matrix. You know, it was a signal that allowed them to find you. And then they took you out of the matrix, right? It it, it told them where you were located in the real world. And then the other was a pill that allowed you to forget about the whole thing and go back to your life. I think The blue pill was the one that let you go back to your life. The red pill was the one that opened your eyes and effectively downloaded the virus to you because you were living in a computer system, right? So they downloaded a virus to you, and then, in effect, they were able to find you in the real world because that virus was installed in you and whatever. It's almost as if, you know, it's that echo chamber, right? People who want to remain take the blue pill. People who don't take the red pill. And you don't really you know, there isn't a whole lot in the way of any al- alternatives outside of the those choices. It's, it's kind of like that in some instances. You know, if you're in the Matrix, it's just constantly perpetuating cycle. Echo chamber of the Matrix is great. The Matrix is wonderful. You don't even know you're in the Matrix for that matter. Whereas, you know, when you're outside, the Matrix is just awful. It's awful. It's horrible. Look at all the destruction that it does. They're just, you know, they're just harvesting us for, you know, as batteries and, and whatnot. You know, it kind of is, I don't know, maybe that's a bit of a weird analogy, but it's kind of like that, though, right? And that's what's happening. And it makes you kind of wonder, the people who are progressive and left-wing, what are they seeing online? What are Google, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube feeding them, right? And because when you and I, when we are looking up stuff, we're, you, we are looking up, you know, how to become financially free. We're looking up how to make money, trading, you know, Forex trading, option trading. We're looking up you know, things maybe with regards to libertarianism or democracy or things of that nature, and we constantly see stuff with regards to advertisements, with regards to recommended videos. We actually see that kind of stuff and it keeps coming up. We're in an echo chamber. It's just constantly revalu you know, pushing us further and further and down the rabbit hole. And really the only real way to get away from it is either you adopt some, you know, digital ninja skills and you you get yourself a VPN, you get yourself to be as untrackable as possible when you're when you're surfing around the internet. You know, you have a protected uh end-to-end encrypted email address. Maybe you use, you know, and you know, end-to-end encrypted messaging services like Telegram or uh, I don't Signal, although Facebook I'm pretty sure owns Signal, so I don't know how reliable that is anymore. You know, either you either you try your best to adopt, you know, C- you know, tactics to ultimately avoid a lot of this kind of stuff, or or you don't get on it at all. And while that may seem unthinkable, there was a time when we really didn't need it. Now that we've tasted it, now that we've tasted the fruit, we want it more and more, kind of like Adam and Eve, right? The, the minute they tasted the fruit, that's what they they became sinful. And it's hard to avoid it. But in the end, it's kind of like, you know, there, there was a time when we didn't really use social media. But anyways, we're getting off track. The fact remains though, is that they're talking about how there's going to be violence around the time of the election. They're talking about how there's going to be, you know, because of the mail-in ballots, there's going to be a lot of corruption. They do not want to allow Trump to win the ne- this time around. And I'm not trying to say that he should or should not win, or or whether I like him or, or not, or anything of the sort. Look, I, I'm not a favor. I'm not in fan a fan of democracy in general, so I don't care who the the candidate is. I'm not gonna you know be cool for voting with for him. And in reality, there are things about Trump that I like, things about Trump that I don't like. Overall, I'd say there's probably more about him that I dislike than what I like. But that said, though, I wouldn't vote for him anyways. I'm not a fan of democracy. I don't believe in it anymore. I already lost my belief in those systems. I just simply don't believe them anymore. I don't believe that they're, they they create any more freedom— Or anything of a sort, I believe that the same kind of freedoms that we enjoy today can easily be done under a monarchy. Granted, I understand that monarchy has a lot, a lot of bad stuff to it, okay? I get that. History is fraught with really bad you know, kings and queens who are even globalists. Sometimes they were driven by ideologies. Although I, I actually think there's a difference between, you know, a dictator and, and, and a monarch. And a dictator is one who has an ideology, whereas a monarch is one who just serves, I guess, based off of divine right and stuff like that. I could, maybe you could say that that's an ideology, whatever. Either way, I don't believe in the systems anymore. So I'm not going to vote. I'd rather focus on my own time, my the advancement of my message, the advancement of ultimately becoming financially free because I think that's the only thing that's going to create freedom. But there's a lot of stuff that's going on that people are talking about that if any of it's real, it, it should freak you out. It, it should be concerning to you. It's concerning to me. Freaks the, the hell out of me, right? It really does. I mean, the very idea—I mean, they're talking about things like— uh, they're going to push the election votes out. Like they're not really, there's not going to be a, this is the guy who won. This is the guy who lost like literally that night. No, they're going to push it out for weeks. You know, media sources are planning for this, the election to be prolonged for weeks. They're, they're going to try to cheat and make it a very close call if they can't, if they can't even win. And ultimately what they're going to do is, or at least this is the theory, is that they're going to try to get the presidency turned over to the the Speaker of the House, which would be Nancy Pelosi, uh, which is actually, th- there is a law that states that uh, there is a law that allows that to happen. I'm not entirely sure the nuances of it or the law itself, but it, I have heard that there is a way that that could occur. Or, or if Trump does win, they're going to like, delegitimize him, they're going to continue the riots, and then, you know, it, there's a lot of stuff that they're talking about. Some people, Bob Murphy was even talking about the possibility of a dual presidency. I mean, I don't know about you, but if this stuff really happens, I have a hard time seeing America not splitting apart and ultimately going through another civil war kind of situation. I mean, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm not trying to say, look, I I don't want to freak you out, okay? And I, that's not my intention. It really isn't. I'm not trying to just talk about this kind of stuff to freak you out and make for an entertaining and interesting podcast episode. That's not my intention. That's not why I'm doing this. I'm really not, okay? Okay. I'm doing this because it freaks me out, and I wanted to talk about it. It freaks the crap out of me, and I don't know what to think. I don't know what to do about the subject. I don't know how to feel about it all, right? I mean, obviously, I don't want any of that, part to ha- any of that stuff to happen. Of course I don't. But is it real? I don't know. I wish I could offer some insights on that. I know that there are, are always people who say that this is the most important election. And, you know, if you don't vote for this person, they're going to take away your guns. They're going to take away your kids, all this kind of stuff. I know, I know they've been saying that for years. It hasn't happened. Is this the one year? I kind of tend to think no, but I don't know for sure. But there are people that I listen to who seem to think that there is a possibility of at least violence occurring around the election time, and possibly a pretty big shakeup with regards to our government, and that in in a situation, and they're even talking about sometimes the, the military coming in and deciding who, in effect, is the leader. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I, I I don't have any answers for you. I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, right? And I don't really know what's going to happen. But it is kind of freaking me out because I'm going to be honest with you guys. All right. If something like that was to happen, if the country was to split apart or the country was to become authoritarian or something, I don't have any real way of getting out of the country. I'm in the same boat that you guys are in. We're all in the same boat. Now, you know, with certain people uh, who have their podcasts and whatnot, they talk about leaving or they talk about not being in the country. I understand all that. But the vast majority of people are not in that boat just like me. And I don't know what to do. Do you buy some big plot of land out in the middle of nowhere and you go live there hoping that everything dies down and works works itself out? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. You know, in all honesty, if you're going to stay in the country, that may not necessarily be a bad idea. I don't really know. What I do know is this though, regardless of what happens, and whether you are a Christian or not is is irrelevant in my opinion, but look if you're a Christian, you're gonna totally agree with me on this. If you're not, you're you're not gonna agree. That's fine. You don't have to agree with me. Okay? I'm not a Bible beater. I don't believe in I'm not gonna beat that your your head over with the Bible and say, you need to become you need to come to Christ. I'm like, look, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not a Bible beater. You don't wanna be a Christian, fine, don't be a Christian, okay? I I, I think you should. I have many reasons as to why I believe that you should, and I wish that you would. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate you. I'm not gonna dislike you. I'm not at all going to think that you're a terrible person and beat you over the head for this. But this is my show, and uh, in effect, it, this is not a democracy. This is a benevolent dictatorship or uh, a monarchy. I'm, I'm the king of my show. Uh, makes me sound really important. It's cool. But that said, though, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say what I want, and what I want to say is that. God's in control. Jesus is in control, right? That's that's what I believe. You know, I, I'm a non-denominational Christian. I don't I don't claim to any denomination. I just I believe in God, the Holy Trinity, Jesus, all that kind of stuff. Again, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. You don't have to. Uh, you are, however, listening to the show, so you know take that for what it's worth you know you are list- you are making the choice to listen so if you if you don't really like it and you get angry i don't know why you're listening no one's pointing a gun to your head saying that you must listen thou must listen to every word matthew speziti saith <laughs> you know i'm not trying to say that you know no, n- no one is is forcing you to listen so if if you get angry it's your fault <laughs> you're the one that's choosing to listen to something that's making you angry that said though I do appreciate you being here. I appreciate every single person that's here. I think you guys are absolutely amazing for being here, and and it's awesome. I, I really love it. I mean, if you guys weren't here, then I don't even know why I'd be doing this. But that said, though, there there are a lot of things that are coming down the line that look very concerning. More and more jobs are being lost. You know, um, the moratorium on whether landlords can kick you know their tenants out that got extended. I think, to the end of the year. So a lot of middle-class landlords are basically going to go under. You know, that's the result. They're going to go under and, and and then they're they're not going to own the property. And I guarantee you, when the banks take those properties, uh, the, the tenants are going to get kicked out one way or the other, which is why that moratorium was not intended to help anybody. It wasn't intended to stop the spread of coronavirus, although because that that mandate came from the CDC. And they say it was because they don't want people out on the streets that'll spread the virus. They don't care about that. The CDC does not care about spreading the virus. The only reason the CDC did it, which, by the way, since when does the CDC have that kind of power? I mean, I was unaware the CDC had that kind of power. They're not supposed to. And yet they do. Some obscure government department. Ugh. Ugh. Makes me angry. It's disgusting. It's vile. Some obscure, random, governmental department all of a sudden has the ability to dem- to create law. May not be an official law, but certainly it's in effect. And certainly it's being enforced. That's crazy. That's crazy. Land of the free... My fist, or whatever. I mean, I can't even say the word, but, you know, I, I always try to keep this a PG show, but you guys... I want... And the main reason is because I want... I want young kids to, to be able to listen to the show. I want you guys to bring your kids here. I want my daughter one day to listen to the show. I don't just want the show to be about, you know, a, you know for adults and that kind of stuff. I want anyone who wants to listen. I want young people, you know, teenagers, kids, if they're able to understand this, I, they need to understand this stuff. And one day, I hope maybe my daughter will even listen when she grows up to where she knows what the heck I'm talking about. But that said, you know, I don't believe that they actually care. And I know for a fact they don't. They don't care. They're only trying to prolong the moratorium because they don't want to tank the economy before the election. Or at least they're holding off until we get closer to the election. I mean, they're prolonging until next year. The election will be here and gone at that point, probably. So, you know, they're, they're wanting to tank the economy afterwards. Guys, 2021 is not setting up to be a better year than 2020. I'll tell you that right now. If those evictions are ever allowed to occur, it's going to be bad. The landlords are going to go under. The tenants are going to get evicted anyways because the bank's going to take the property. The only people who benefit in this instance are the banks because they basically acquired the property and... You know they're big enough. They could probably sit on the property for a long time. They probably throw it in auction and whatnot. You know they might take a loss on it. Kind of depends on what happened with the mortgage and when it was purchased and all that, all that kind of stuff. But the fact remains, it's going to cause the real estate market to tank. Whenever these, you know, whether the evictions are allowed or not, it's going to cause. You're going to kick the can down the road, but you're not fixing the problem. And you know why? Because the problem can't be fixed. But that said, again, we're getting off track. This stuff is kind of freaking me out. And I I, I don't know what to do. The only thing that I can think of is maybe find a way of getting myself overseas somewhere without a massive amount of money. But I don't even know much about that. Like, I know about nomadic wealth. I know about the idea of you know, flag theory, whatever, whatever marketing gimmick you prefer, whatever marketing name you prefer. The idea has been around for a long time. Don't, you know, hold all your savings and your investments in one country, diversify, diversify your portfolio of, you know, citizenship, your, your, your visas or not, not your visas, but your passports and stuff of that nature. You know, that's the general idea, right? Don't ever have property in any one country, but all of that takes mobile income and a lot of it. It's not something that happens overnight. In fact, in order to build a brand that is wealthy enough to accrue that kind of money can take years to do it. It really can, and yet we're facing down the barrel of the possibilities Of bad things happening, you know, towards the end of the year of the election time. I don't know what to do about it. I don't know. I don't don't know what to do. The best thing I can advise you, if, if you have money, if you have savings, pay off your debts. Try to knock down those debts as much as you possibly can. Start cutting back on your consumption. Start increasing your savings and start killing that debt. That's the start for starters because you could end up losing your job. There's a lot of people who are losing their jobs, and the layoffs are coming to corporate America, ladies and gentlemen. Make no mistake about that; they are coming. So, in that instance, you know you want to try to reduce your expenses and increase your cash flow as much as possible. You know, another thing that you could do is, I like I said, I, I suppose if you're in the position to do so, I suppose you could go move out into a small con, a, a, a small town. Uh, if you have mobile income, look, if you live in the cities, if you live in suburbia and you are tied to where you are, there isn't a whole lot you can do, right? If any of this happens, maybe you own a gun. Maybe you get an alarm system. Maybe you keep an eye on what's going on in your community. Maybe you download a uh, next door or whatever. I, I don't know. I I I wish I had an answer for you guys. I wish I did. Look, I I know but I don't want this to be depressing and I know that's what it's turning into and I don't want it to be depressing. Right? That's not what I want. But it's that all this information is is certainly overwhelming me, and I don't. It's overwhelming to me. And look, I'm not going out there reading a ton of articles on the color revolution. I've read I read a few, but if but it does have a stark idea. It does paint a stark image, and it does show that it, there's a possibility this is actually happening. And again, I don't know for sure. It could not be actually going on. It could just be fear mongering. I hope so. That's what I hope. I don't know. You see, I would think that it would be if you started flipping the switch on people and you started being incredibly authoritarian and you, you ousted someone who actually won the election, which, again, they wouldn't view it that way. They wouldn't view it as they want. I mean, the last election, they basically accused Trump of cheating, of you know colluding with China or Russia in order to win. So they already... have been working on delegitimizing him, you know, ever since he got elected. So they've been working on that narrative for a while now. And, you know, in the end, they they already don't believe that he was legitimate the first time around. Now they're just driving it home that he's not going to be legitimate or that he won unfairly. Basically, they're going to say that he's not legitimate. Now, for those of you guys who aren't in that echo chamber, you're not going to believe that. But if you are in that echo chamber, then you're totally, you're totally falling for it hook, line, and sinker. I mean, there are many people that literally believe that racism is on the rise. They, they legitimately believe this. Racism is, is on the rise. It's almost as bad as the Jim Crow days during segregation, you know, lynchings, and all kinds. Of, that's what they believe. Black person can't get a job? Racism. Has nothing to do with his qualifications has to be racism. I mean, it's insanity. It's insane. I'm not trying to say racism doesn't exist. Of course it does, but it doesn't exist anywhere near the amount that they say that it does. Okay. It just doesn't. There is no such thing as systematic racism. That, that, that is, there is no such thing. That is not something that is, that is occurring. It's just not. I do think that there is a system that's kept, that is kept that is keeping everyone else down, that's keeping everyone down, but I, it's not racist, right? It's not only being done to black people. It's being done to everyone. That's the whole democratic system. That's the whole, you know, d- democracy. You know, you better vote like a good citizen because if you're not, you're going to be – if you don't, you're going to be ostracized. You know, you're going to be seen as a pariah you know and and you need to vote you need to believe that voting actually does something vast majority of the time it's it's absolutely worthless it's pointless doesn't have any real effect on your life in the vast majority of cases and in the end you have really no control over who's going to get elected one way or the other i mean let me for, for example if you're a democrat living in a republican state good or or even a republican city for that matter if you do vote it's not going to matter Right? And vice versa. But the fact remains, you know, the demographics would be against you in that sense. But the fact remains is that those who vote are asking for freedom and liberty. Those who don't vote and focus on themselves, who focus on becoming financially free, who focus on becoming free, true freedom, those people are not asking for permission. They're deciding, I'm just going to take it. And no, I'm just going to take it. Doesn't mean I'm going to go riot. Doesn't mean I'm going to go steal someone else's property or damage someone else's property or kill someone. No, I'm going to take it means I'm going to take my own life into my own hands. I control my destiny and my future, not you. And I'm going to go out, uh, you being the government or, or the system itself. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to change my future and I'm going to become truly free. Because what have we always said? We've always said this on the show. Your wealth is tied to your freedom. 100%. The wealthier you are, the freer you become. The wealthier you are, the more power and influence that you have. That's the truth. You could also say that the more influential you are, the wealthier you will become. They are backs to the same coin, right? But that's the truth. And at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, I that's that's the ultimate message right but that being said though uh, with the whole uh talking uh, us talking about racism and stuff or at least I, I briefly mentioned it and how I don't I don't buy it for one minute there is a very interesting quote here that I do have it's a quote from William Casey and he said this and William Casey was, he, he, was, he was part of Reagan's administration, and I think, I want to say he was like the CIA or FBI, or at least he was part of that, or something around those lines. But he says, we'll know when our disinformation program is complete, when everything the American public believes is false, William Casey said at Reagan's first staff meeting in early February 1981. I found that quote there. If that is true, that is, you know, pretty interesting when you consider what's going on today people believe that the environment is is you know going to hell in a handbasket basically the world the earth is dying because of the abuse of the environment and you know CO2 emissions and all this kind of stuff right you know environmentalism that's what people believe they believe the the earth is getting colder, you know, hotter and hotter, or colder and colder, or the earth, or New York is going to be underwater around a certain time frame. They, they always, they're, they're saying all this garbage. It's ever, it never amounts to anything. None of it's true. It's all a lie. And they only want to use it for their own political agenda to gain more power and more money. It's the only reason they want to use it. They really don't believe in it. You know, look, I believe that the Earth goes through natural cycles. And as the Earth continues to age, the Earth gets older. And as a result of the Earth getting older, it ages like everything else. It starts to have problems, right? And I believe that in the end, as the Earth goes through its cycles, maybe the heating cycles are getting more intense. Maybe the cooling cycles are getting more intense. I don't believe that they are, but if they were, there are natural explanations for that. Do you really think that humans, which are not even ants to the size of the earth could really truly affect the climate really we are not that advanced and i think that's incredibly arrogant for us to think that we are that important or that powerful to to the point where we can actually affect it we we can't no i'm not trying to say that we we shouldn't take care of the environment and, and stuff of that nature of course we should but you need to understand what you do, you, you can and cannot have an effect on. And in reality, you know, environmentalism is is just a, an affront to push forth communism. That That's the truth. They just want more power and more money, more control. Same thing is with racism. Does racism exist? Absolutely. Just like people dumping oil in the ocean or garbage in the ocean is a thing not saying i agree with that not saying i agree with racism although the way that every, the definition of racism has changed a long time ago racism used to be hatred or the dislike of someone simply because of their skin color and nothing else that was it that was the main that was what racism was now if i say that asians are smart which again, I'm not trying to say that I agree or disagree with these statements or anything of the sort. But I'm not trying to take a stance in that sense. But if I was to say that Asians just naturally are smart, right? That's a racist comment. If I try to say that, uh, oh gosh, uh, Hispanics are lazy. Okay, I don't believe that. But that would be. But if someone said that, that would be a racist comment. So even if it's a positive thing, I mean, hey, I would love it to say that all rich white people are rich and wealthy. How amazing, that would be a freakishly cool stereotype to have. That, oh yeah, I'm white, you must be rich, right? I mean, it's totally false, but it's kind of a positive thing that they look upon them in a sense, well, granted, if you're progressive, you might say that, but you don't mean it as, as a, uh, a compliment, right? You know, but that said, though, it is one of those things where it's like, regardless of whether the stereotype... And, and by the way, what is considered racist today is is largely stereotypes. That's that's largely what is considered racist today. I mean, heck, you could be racist simply for just not supporting Black Lives Matter. Not saying that Black Lives Matter. Of course Black Lives Matter, but so does everyone else. And, the, and, and they're like, well, you're missing the point, man. Anyways, we're, we're getting down a rabbit hole, but... You, you you kind of you get where I'm coming from, right? I don't believe that racism exists quite to the same extent as many people claim that it does. And I don't believe that there's a lot of the many examples that are used to say that this is what racism is. I, I don't I don't agree with that. I define racism in the way that it used to be defined race the the term has changed for political purposes to gain power for a certain subsect of this of the the population to ultimately gain authority over others it's changed just like the term just like the term inflation was changed by Keynesians can, in order to get your mind off and in order to get your focus off what is really causing the money to devalue You know, inflation is not the general increase in prices. That's not what inflation is. And all the definitions today in in dictionaries, that's what they say. They're wrong and they're lying to you. That's not what it is. That's not a conspiracy theory. A long time ago, those definitions used to say that inflation is the increase in the monetary supply, which when circulated can cause a rise in. And a general increase in prices. But prices cannot and do not inflate. Price prices only merely rise and fall. Now, many people might say, you're just arguing over semantics, Matthew. No, oh, you know what? I think it's more than that. It's more than semantics. So that said though, you know, ultimately, the definitions have changed. People believe in false things now. You could you could even say they believe in false idols. You know, this is an idol to them, and it, it, but it's false. But yet they believe it anyways. They believe in false gods. They are victims. They're, it's never their fault. Justify every action, you know, that you make for bad or for worse. and Anytime that anything goes wrong in your life or in a way that you don't think it is, blame it on whatever the external factor is. This is where we are in America today. And it is very sad. But ladies and gentlemen, there is an answer, okay? I, I know what the answer is with regards to to getting out of all this. It's just, it takes time. And that is becoming financially free by taking control over the source of your income. Whether that's, you know, owning stocks and living off the dividends, which by the way, you'd have to have a massive amount of money and... Personally, I'm not doing that because I believe there's a crash that's coming, but whether it's that, whether it's living off of your rental income with regards to your real estate, although I think this year is proving that there's a lot more risks in owning real estate now than there was before. Uh, historically speaking, I don't know of the last time that the government said you're not allowed to evict your tenant. You know, yeah, it's happened in other places before, but I don't know if it's really ever happened in America, at least not in the most recent history. And I might be wrong with that. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not a huge, I don't know everything about American history. But uh, that said though, still it's unprecedented to be applied to the entire nation. And then on top of that, you also have, you know, you, you could you could make money with regards to Forex trading you can make a, a pretty consist. You can make a, a an income if, if you've got a good strategy going on that you can come in day in day out. You can automate that strategy through pr- computer programming and stuff of that nature. You know you can and you can do that with with any kind of form of trading really. You can make a business. Whatever the method is. I mean, there's retail arbitraging on Walmart and Amazon. I mean, you you basically, you go buy products on clearance and you sell them for more money um, on Amazon or Walmart. Or, you know, maybe you don't even buy them on clearance. You just find an item that's popular and then you go buy and then you go sell them elsewhere. Right? For more money. You could do that. That's pretty cool stuff. If you want, you you can even get into freaking buying items from China on Alibaba and you, you can literally go to the Chinese version of Amazon and go purchase items in bulk. And then you can sell those items in America. The only downside is that requires a lot of investment up front, because you're gonna be, you're gonna acquire a lot of items. And you know, you better hope that no one else is selling those items because you may be holding on to those things for forever. So there's a lot of risk involved in that kind of stuff. I dabbled in it a little bit with regards to retail arbitrage, I was, I tried to do it via Amazon and I went to Ikea. Actually, Ikea was a pretty good place because they have an amazing return policy, like 365 days, like basically a whole year. You could return any product after a year or something around those lines, uh, particularly if it was not opened. And I actually tried to sell some products. I ended up returning everything that I had selling on Amazon, mine, you know, except for one thing, there was one thing that I was able to sell, and I made a little bit of money off of it. Like, I think net, my net profit after the expenses and everything was like 7 bucks. Now, if I could rinse and repeat over and over and over again, that was a pretty good return. It had a very... It had a decent return on investment. But I don't know. I never... I determined for myself that this is going to take way too long for me to actually get into. So, anyways, I've had a bit of experience in it, and for the most part, whenever sellers come in, they drive the prices too low. And I, unless you, you're buying this stuff wholesale, you, I mean, it's better just to return the product in that sense. You know, in my situation, than it was to take the loss on the product itself. But you know, I'm not going to get into contributing to the the price get wars and stuff of lowering prices. It's just not worth contributing to that, you know, basically they're fighting over the buy box, which is the box in the top right corner of Amazon that tells you the one price. And then you see all the other, well, hey, there are this many vendors and there are this many options of new and used prices. Click on here. And, and then you see all the vendors that are offering this product at varying different conditions or what and whatnot. But that said though, it, it, you know, there are tons upon tons of ways that you can make money. You can sell courses that teach someone something of value that improves their life. You can sell books that educates people or are entertaining. You don't even have to get into education. You can sell books that literally are, you know, fictional and ultimately are very entertaining. There's so many types of different types of things that you guys can do to make money and take control of the source of your income. Honestly, buying stocks and, and, and living off the dividends is probably the easier thing or at least it seems easier, it's actually a lot harder than than it sounds. In in all honesty, uh, you know, most of you are probably thinking after hearing all those options, well, man, I like the idea of buying stocks and living off dividends, or... Or buying bonds and living off the interest rates. And that may sound like a good idea, but in all honesty, it takes a massive amount of money to make that type of stuff work. You need a lot of money and you need to manage those investments so that you are not, in effect, caught off guard when there are market crashes and things of that nature. You need to actively manage those investments. It's not as easy as it sounds, but it is a method. You know, you don't have to go owning a $350,000 property that you're renting, you know, you don't have to pay a property management firm, which takes money away from your, you know, your 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 rental profits in order to do that. There, there are, you know, so just, anyways, I'm just trying to say, guys, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. But that's what, that's what we have to do. Because ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you right here and right now, I will, I, I I guess I'm going to predict the outcome of where America is going in this whole human experiment and whatnot of a democratically elected republic, which really is more of uh, a theocratically controlled oligarchy. I've talked about that in past episodes. By the way— if you guys haven't already, I challenge you real quick to take the ten episode challenge, guys. You need to go back and you need to listen to the last ten episodes. Uh, you know, I, I didn't mention at the ed, the beginning of the episode, but you really do. Uh, you know, you're going to get the most value out of this show. We don't talk about stuff in a vacuum, right? I reference things that I talk about in the in past episodes. You're not going to know what I'm talking about if you don't go back and you listen to those episodes. So, guys, you need to take the ten episode challenge if you want to get the most value out of this podcast. That's the challenge I. Would give to you. Go take the 10 episode challenge and, uh, yeah, get the most, you maximize your value for free. I mean, it's totally free. You don't have to do it. You don't have to spend any money doing it, but, you know, go back and go listen. You're going to get the maximum amount value out of the show if you do that. And you're going to know what we're going to reference. You're going to be aware of terms. You're going to be aware of lots of stuff. Like, I might actually define a particular term. I'm not going to define it every single episode, right? That said, though, go take the, the 10 episode challenge and uh, get the most value out of the podcast. But ultimately, I believe that the only way to truly avoid all of this is to become financially free and to try to do so as quickly as possible. Don't allow your emotions to make rash, high-risk decisions, high-uncalculated risks. We have to be willing to take calculated risks. But, you know, ultimately, becoming financially free is the only way to really avoid this because if something goes bad in one country, we can leave. We don't have to sit here and wait and see what's going to happen, you know? And I don't know what the future is going to hold. I don't know what this election outcome is going to be like. I really don't. I wish I did. But what I do know is focusing on my financial freedom, focusing on taking more, taking control of my income is the answer. And it takes time. So I have to work at it every single day. And ladies and gentlemen, I do. And I would encourage you to as well. And again, I really, I want to, I want to, I wasn't intending to try to make you guys depressed in this episode. And I, I apologize if I did. It was not my intention. It really was not. I wasn't trying to do that to get your attention or to make this episode more interesting and whatnot. But I just, I wanted to talk about it. It's something I've been hearing about and it's bothering me. It just bothers me. Right, and I just wanted to ultimately come to you guys and kind of let you know what's on my mind and things of that nature. So, anyways, guys, hey, that's going to be it for the episode. Uh, I don't mean to end it abruptly there, but you know, our time is up. We're, we're over, and we haven't even done affiliates or anything of the sort. So, we got to get into that kind of stuff, guys. First and foremost, before we do affiliates, if you look, I, I pitch affiliate mar- affiliates on my show all the time, and. I only affiliates are basically as a sales gig, right? You you will only make money if you guys go and you buy them, buy their product and I make a sales commission off of that. Sometimes it's I I get a free silver coin and you guys get a free silver coin if you make a purchase of silver. Sometimes it's if you guys decide to, to subscribe to one of their subscription services, I also get a certain amount of commission. Sometimes it's a recurring commission, sometimes every time you pay month to month, sometimes it's not. But that's what, so that's what affiliate marketing is. But if you guys don't want to really, you know, go and buy the products of, of the affiliate programs that I'm part of, you know, if you guys don't want to do that, then one of the best ways that you guys can help me continue to do these episodes is by donating and contributing to the show. That's the best way that you guys can do it. Not only would you be contributing to the show and you just, if you love the content, you'd be helping me continue to do that, but you would also be helping me to spread this idea of financial freedom to as many people as we can get to listen, to the whole world if possible. And you would be helping me spread that message. And that's the ultimate goal of the show is to help get that message out there so as a result we need uh we need as many people to do that and uh yeah and i i need your help i can't do it all by myself i just i can't I can only, you know, I need your help. So, if you guys are getting value out of the show, if you love it and you don't really, you're not really interested in the affiliates, that's fine. But consider giving a donation and consider helping me come to in every single day and uh, continue to do this show and provide value to you guys and also to continue to spread this message of financial freedom uh, to as many people as we can get. Listen, also, please consider sharing the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it takes a lot of work to create content, to edit the content out, to get out there, to in effect, you know, promote the content. And I need every help I can get. All right. Anyone who's willing to, if you want to help me, if you love what I'm doing, if you're getting a lot of value out of this, if you like this message, please consider sharing the show with your friends and family. In the end, if you like the show, other people are gonna like it as well. So hey, I always like to ask you guys to find three to share it with three people. Either either hit the share button on any social media platform that you're on, if you're on Facebook, maybe just hit that share button, whatnot, or Twitter, or wherever you're at. That that's a great way to do it. But if you don't wanna do it that way, there is another method. You can share it with three people. Share it with one person you think is gonna like it, one person you think is gonna hate it, and someone that you're really not sure about. And you know, you can kind of go from there. That's a great way of doing it. Honestly, the easiest way is just to hit that share button wherever you are and uh, let's be honest that's the best way to do it so you know that said though guys if you want to follow me hit me up on twitter youtube and locals.com guys i am at i'm in all of those locations i'm even on facebook as well you can hit me up there but i am trying to specifically grow a very large following on twitter youtube and locals Uh, and i'm really focusing more on twitter and locals and the main reason is that just you know Locals.com in particular is a great platform. Twitter is a really great platform for basically spreading information quickly. And so I'm trying to build up my followings there. So if you guys like what I'm doing and you want more of it and you want to be informed, you know, go to YouTube hit, you know, subscribe, hit that bell for any kind of notification, go to Twitter, follow me that way. Anytime I post a podcast, I post podcast episodes to the Twitter channel, you know, to my, to my Twitter all the time. And on top of that, you know, uh, at Locals.com, again, I do, I try to keep up there. I try to submit all the content there as well. But if you decide to go and you decide to do that, hey, if you're at Locals, Tell me who you are, tell me what your passions, your interests are. You know, so uh, you know go go in uh, to tell me who you are. Tell me what you, you're interested in. What, what are you thinking about with regards to controlling the source of your income? What kind of method are you, are you thinking of using and whatnot? And, uh, and hey, if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, my handle is pretty simple. It's at Matthew Spaziti. So just use the my name in the podcast episodes and you'll be able to to find it pretty quickly. Just add the at sign and uh, yeah, no space in between the Matthew and the Spaziti part. That said though guys, you know, if you guys want, uh, let's go ahead and get into the affiliates real quick and we will close the show out. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are interested in Forex trading, the best place, the number one coaching platform. Is tier one trading, ladies and gentlemen. These guys: Charles, Miles, Akil Stokes, Jason Greystone. They taught me how to trade forex. They're absolutely amazing. Everybody needs to know how to read a price chart, and everybody ultimately needs to know how to trade. I think it's incredibly important for people to understand it and to have those skills. So, guys, if you're interested in that, and another another thing, if you want to control the source of your income, trading is one of the best ways to do it because you don't have to, in effect have a business. I mean, trading is your business, but you don't have to sell a product or service to anybody. You just come in every day and, and uh, you you trade your back tested strategy that you create and that's basically it. That's all you do. It's a really really amazing thing and I absolutely love it. So if you guys love the idea of trading, go check out Tier One Trading. In my most humble opinion, they are the number one coaching platform out there for forex trading and they're absolutely amazing. They're really really great guys and they they're not going to turn you down the wrong path. Also, if you guys are interested in owning silver, you know we talk a lot about it. You know monetary devaluation and the Fed printing money, the you know stuff of that nature. We talk about a lot of that kind of stuff, and in the end, ladies and gentlemen, having some gold and silver may not necessarily be such a bad idea. So if you guys are interested, that in go check out Money Metals Exchange, guys. Money Metals Exchange. Is a great place to buy gold and silver. I have purchased silver from them before. They're really, really great. They're pretty, they're trustworthy. It's a great place to go. If you guys have not purchased with them before, if you have, go buy them. But uh, this is actually a referral program. So if you've actually already purchased stuff with them, we won't get silver coins, right? And I say we as in me and you, because if you are a new customer, and you've never bought from money metals exchange before if you mention my name around the time that you're making the purchase tell them who referred you to them you know you will get a silver coin and i will get a silver coin for totally for free so not only will you get what you're going to buy we are both also going to get free silver coins so guys if it's if you are interested in starting You know, maybe diversifying your portfolio, or if you're interested in in maybe getting some silver as a hedge against, you know, inflation or monetary devaluation, as I like to call it, then please consider going and checking them out. And if you make decide to make a purchase, mention my name, and we'll both get free silver. And guys, there's nothing more than I like when we both get free stuff. I think it's great. I think it's awesome, and I, I love stuff like that. Last, but certainly not least. You know, we're talking about a lot of economic hard times that are that are on the horizon. And in the end, we need to be prepared. One of the best ways to be prepared is to invest in your own human capital and ultimately to grow your skill set. Guys, if you want to do this, then go to skillshare.com. Skillshare has thousands upon thousands of courses in all different types of subjects, ranging from coding to photography and how to draw how to fly a drone? For crying out loud! They've got stuff on there for forex trading, option trading. They got tons of stuff, guys. Skillshare is a great co- is a great website. They've got a lot of courses, and the courses. I mean, I can tell you from the stuff that I've taken. I've taken courses on YouTube advertising. I've taken courses on website design, email marketing. The, the really high, good high quality courses, and quite frankly, the cost. Is is super super low. I mean, it's like a hundred bucks for an entire year. It's really low. It's not that expensive. And what makes it even better is that most of the time they're giving you a month to two months for free. You know, if you just want to go check them out for like a month and then cancel, you could totally do that too. You know, I mean, obviously you'll lose access to all the courses, but if you want to just go check them out for a free month and, and see what you see what you think, you know, in most cases they're gonna give you that and they're gonna definitely allow you to do that. So, guys, if you're interested in that, then go check out Skillshare. They're an absolute amazing, amazing place to go learn a new skill. And, and we should always be reinvesting in our, our human capital, reinvesting in ourselves and making us as, as valuable as we possibly can. Well, that said, we ran through the affiliates and uh, the show is over. So, guys, hey, I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for coming here. Thank you for listening to me, uh, you know, pitching my affiliates and ultimately, you know, asking you guys to share and all that kind of stuff. I know that's not as interesting as listening to the show, but I appreciate, hey, look, I appreciate when you guys do any of that stuff. And, hey, that's the, it. That, that's the end. The show is over. Uh, one more thing. If you guys like what I'm doing here, do me one more thing. Go leave me a rating review on iTunes. Guys, if you don't want to do any of the other stuff, That is a very simple way to support the show. It helps me get my name, my show out on the map with regards to iTunes. It's a really, really, really great thing. We need reviews for the show. So if you guys like what I'm doing here, go give me a a rating review on iTunes. You know, rate it what you think it's worth you know, if you think it's five stars, rate it five stars. And I hope you do. If you think it's four stars, hey, rate it four stars. You know, th- rate, rate the show whatever you think it's worth. And uh, not only let me know how, how it is, but also, you know, supporting the show that way. So guys, look, hey, this show has already gone on for way longer than it should have. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. You guys are absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, hey, if you do all that stuff for me, I'll see you guys in the next episode. As always, know the risks, plan accordingly, and have a great day.